Hello and welcome back to the Social Matters podcast. We are three social workers talking about social matters. How are you doing, team? Oh, you you changed the normal introduction. Oh. I'm Fran. I'm, I'm you. Fran. <laughs> Hi, I'm Fran. <laughs> I'm Nadia. And I'm Eugene. I'm Nadia. Your friend, Eugene. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. How are you both? Yeah, really well, thank you. Um, we are coming at you live from a different venue. Yeah. yeah. New studio. Uh, new studio. <laughs> um, it's just someone else's house. It's yeah, Nadia's house. It's my house now. Um, Do you want to describe what the room looks like? The room? Yeah. I mean... It's... I just meant the ironing board, but yeah. okay. You can... Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Start looking around. We're currently, because I've just moved, surrounded by cardboard boxes and um, some black bags and some random washing line and the mics are currently on a ironing board not the usual table at eugene's house but yeah it's working but i think it, but I it makes me feel um at home because uh, as you guys both know when i normally do my uh work from home i normally work off an ironing board on my sofa I'm like, i don't want to go works, to the big table <laughs> <laughs> i've also noticed behind us there's some sort of antlers what oh, what, yeah. what are they I mean, they're Louis, so my stepson's antlers. They're, it's a bit freaky, actually. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Are they actual, wait, there, I'll show you them properly. Actual, um, we're just going to talk through for the <laughs> vision of what's going on. So she's just got oh, wow. picked up. It's terrifying, isn't it? So yeah. it's actual, it's a deer head, stag head. It's not real, is it? Yeah. Yeah, let's just put yeah. it, let's just put it back. Let's stick wow. to what we know. And that's social work and social matters. Yeah. Yeah. Do some damage with those. Yeah, proper. <laughs> So how are you both? Yeah. So you've just moved. moved you just said, yeah. Yeah. A week in. Loving it so far. Um, it's really nice. It is nice. Bit of a trek to work, but loving it. It's really nice. I am okay. I'm just uh, bouncing off the... Oh, walls. Bouncing off the walls, <laughs> as always. I've got sugar. But uh, after we recorded that self-care episode and last episode on boundaries, I took self-care up a notch and uh, started playing football again did one week felt fresh and then got half an hour into the second week playing football and i injured myself again Aww. yeah no thanks for that Not guys. stretching so, yeah but um i still think i'm 24 i have to remember that i'm aging now and uh yeah. <laughs> stretch, get your support stockings I need to on stretch. i need to like um rub myself up in deep heat and and stretch all the time because I just end up pulling muscles and that's what happened. So I'm, I'm out for a couple of weeks, guys. Soz. Veterans injury. Oh, Where's that small violin that needs playing? <laughs> <laughs> I feel your pain. It was the same for me with my basketball injury with my hip yeah. last December from, uh, yeah, I don't know what I did. Probably there's no one else involved. Just Is that me. all right now? It's a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely um, nearly... I think I'm nearly, reco- I say I'm nearly recovered. I, I can still feel something, but yeah, it's loads better. Okay. Back on the court. <laughs> How have you Franny been? Franny Jordan. Yeah, good. Um, we've had some nice sort of spring-like weather of late and I love so it. So it is. Glorious. I mean, it's a bit worrying in terms of the old global warming. Sure. But <laughs> so nice. Don't laugh at global warming. So yeah, it's it's really nice, isn't it? Cycling to work, sunshine. So that's and you were shooting some hoops me. this morning? I was shooting some hoops this morning, yeah. Oh. We were in the park and we were like, right, when we get 10... We will go, we will leave the park. And I was in the park for hours. <laughs> Couldn't even get any in. Small children watching. But oh. Is that why you were late here? Yeah, yeah, shooting hoops. <laughs> oh, no, the, the reason I was late, actually, is because of the circle line. The circle line oh, yes, on the tube. About- <laughs> so I got on the, I got on the tube and I went one stop 
and then it waited there for 10 minutes and then went back the same way I'd gone. Oh my God, you could be stuck on that for hours. But that circle line is, uh, and we talk about the London underground because we have like, what well, may have a couple of listeners who don't live in London. That circle line, it, it's tricked me so many times. Round and round we, well, and I'm, back again. Yeah. Like, what is it? What's the point in it? It's, the circle line is does, <laughs> it says what it, does what it says. What is the does, phrase? Does what it says on the yeah, team. Yeah, there you go. Goes round in circles. <laughs> there you go. But then it also spurts off to Hammersmith and then to Barking yeah. East. So then when I've gone got onto it, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to one of those destinations and then I miss my stop and then I'm just round <laughs> and round again. What I should do is just sit on it and get back to my stop part. <laughs> That's going to be long. Exactly. <laughs> So what we're talking to, I cannot speak. What are we talking about today, people? Oh, Uh, oh. we're just making it up on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking about uh, supervision today, thinking about what good supervision is, what some ropey supervision is, what the different types of supervision Hmm. are. And yeah, uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Brill. So we do think, like, I think when we talk about a lot of our subjects, it's helpful to sort of define what it means to yeah. us. And I think particularly social work supervision, because it's something I think we talk about a lot, but actually a lot of my friends who are not social workers, they often kind of say like, what is this? Because they might not have it. People might have a one-to-one or like catch up in their work. Yeah. Um, but it's something that is, I don't think it's not unique to, super, um, to, to, I cannot speak today to social work <laughs> per se, is it? But I guess it's perhaps more the, caring professions would you think yeah working with people i don't know is it called something different maybe Mm. in other professions like it is yeah something different yeah i think what you just saying fran the one-to-one nature so one-to-one catch-ups or one-to-one meetings or updates i think the idea of supervision has takes on different forms in different professions but generally it's a one-to-one it's similar in social work the one-to-one between a subordinate and their line manager and I think the unique nature of social work is that there are different elements because our job is not just about clarifying or understanding the practical size of our tasks it's understanding ourselves it's understanding how it impacts on us how it affects us there's a professional development element of it but there's also the accountability in relation to the practical work we do mm-hmm. so that kind of connects to what I think you were saying earlier, Nadia, about the different types of, of supervision. Mm. So th- I think that's my lay person's mm, yeah, sim- soft tool. Similar, really. Like, generally, if you're lucky, takes place fortnightly or monthly, um, p- probably more often than not, normally for about an hour and a half. And yeah, to kind of talk about cases, the emotional content of the work, and yeah, I guess the sort of managerial aspect. But I guess I'm talking about that in an ideal (laughs) to have that space. It doesn't always happen, does it? Yeah, no, I think, um, so I currently do supervision in that I have students that I supervise, but I, I split my supervision into two. So we have case supervision where we talk about the Mm -hmm. kind of, yeah, the practicalities of the case. Have you met certain deadlines, you know, just to kind of track the flow and what's the word progress of the case and then separate kind of personal Mm -hmm. uh, reflective clinical kind of supervision to talk about how the students are doing themselves how they're finding the course how yes maybe some of the cases are affecting them impacting them what it is that they're bringing to the work that kind of thing so there's a lot Mm -hmm. more space for that Mm -hmm. and it's allocated dedicated time rather than like tagging it on to the end of case supervision Mm. Mm -hmm. and it, it just as you were speaking, that it was connecting me back to the episode we had on self care, mm. 
where one of the social worker voices was talking about where does the responsibility of self-care lie and historically it's been on the individual rather than on the organization and what you were just saying in describing how you do supervision I think is it, it's great it's it can work in a sense of balancing balancing the accountability sides of stuff and the person and the individual but what's been your both question to both of you your respective experiences of supervision has it always been like that and um, where it's been this kind of ideal balance or has that happened on occasions or what's what's been good supervision and what's been not so good supervision i've had a range of um what's the word quality of supervision in that i've had some really good supervision i've been f- very fortunate not to have terrible supervision uh, that is such a lie i just <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> clocked back to but yeah no no i have had some terrible supervision <laughs> and Let's get all the horror stories out yeah. before we can think of the more positive <laughs> thing I've, I, I won't yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna blow them up but i just think that yeah not so great supervision what has been good supervision is and i think the kind of supervision that has developed me the most especially early on in my career i'd go into supervision wanting to be told this is what you need to do this is what happens whereas i had an excellent manager at the time who really kind of challenged me to think okay but what do you think like yeah. what is your what are your initial thoughts what wh- why are you thinking those things yeah maybe you could do this maybe you could do that but not kind of like directing me about yeah. what exactly it is I should be doing and that really helped me to develop my own kind of confidence in my mm-hmm. decision making mm-hmm. my own autonomy in some way yeah. um, rather than just being spoon-fed about okay this is the next mm. step you need to take mm-hmm. and I found that supervision just absolutely priceless um, for my development as a social worker that sounds that sounds amazing and I suppose there's something there about them sounding like they're really attuned to what you need and I guess it changes over the t- over time so I guess at the beginning you probably did need some more want some more input around mm. what to do and as you said as you kind of developed over time you helped develop that autonomy mm. just to go back to the the not so good ones yeah. like what was it that was not good like what was it that made it bad supervision maybe uh, thinking back it was quite early on again in my career and it was probably a lot of not, I didn't necessarily feel very listened to or very kind of heard. There was some kind of, Oh no, that's, that's not the way you should do it. It should be done like this. So Mm. it was one way. Yeah. And, and not very, yeah, I don't know. it, It wasn't a space where I felt kind of able to, to, if I wanted to cry, have a cry mm. or it didn't feel like a safe space, I guess it was more, yeah, more directive and not, not uber supportive. Yeah. And it's, I suppose it's really hard to not be, it was definitely this, this was terrible. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't, it wasn't so clear cut. It just mm. wasn't a space where I felt able to be fully kind of at ease. Mm-hmm. You don't know what good supervision is until you, I guess, have it. And I think when you first start as a social worker, I remember I didn't have some great ones. And I've had, uh, yeah, similarly, a mixed bag. But I think early on, you just like, is this just what it's like? A bit like a relationship. You know, you could yeah. be like, is this just what? And then you have a good, better one. And you're like, yeah. oh, oh there's, there's better here. But, oh, is there? So, yeah, I think it's one where you're like, oh, is this just what this space is? And I think for me, the ones that have been less good... It has, as you sort of said, been where, I don't know, like, not really, really bad in a kind of oppressive yeah. way or anything like that, but just more maybe lacking um, what I felt as kind of genuine 
ness and authenticity. So you're almost just going through the motions. Like we've got to have this time. Death. How are you? Check, check, check. Tick, tick, tick. And some of them, I'd just regurgitate what was going on in my cases mm. and they would write it down. And mm. then like, you know, and you're like, this is an hour and a half of my life. I'll never get back. I'm really busy. Yeah. yeah. Just go look at the case notes. I don't know. So there were ones like that where I thought, what, what What's are the point? anyone getting out of mm. it? Mm. I, I think we should have uh, a money jar and we put money into it every time we mention context on episodes. Because <laughs> that's what I'm about to mention. I think around the context of the organisation, the context of the profession and the culture of the profession and how that shapes how a manager or supervisor supervises their subordinate. It makes me think of accountability and how much, uh, as a supervisor, uh, you're accountable to like your the stats and the data and the time assessments are in your time or home visits or case notes. Similar to the self care episode when we discussed this, but there's not a similar measure for supervision. Mm. And I was thinking as you guys were talking is from being in a position of having supervised people before and and being a supervisee, it's important from both parties to engage with why they are sitting across the table from each other. And when supervision isn't so good, the why is we need to share information about the cases. We need to, I need to let you know that I've done X, Y, and Z, or I need to pull you up for not doing X, Y, and Z. Mm. But then if the why was this is a space, and I have had that when supervision has been good, and I would like to think I have done that when I've supervised people, the why is that I want to develop you, I want to move you forward, but also hold you into account for what is your statutory obligations. But there's not enough maybe there's not enough conversations about why supervision is important and not in the sense of like oh you get it at university and then you know but as an ongoing constant conversation because why supervision is important will be different from when I'm an ASYE to when I'm a senior practitioner or will be different to when I'm working with a family who need uh, housing support or I'm working with a parent who has sexually assaulted their child and that's impacting on me so it's almost like that conversation needs to be an ongoing one Mm. um, in social work Mm. just for those who aren't social workers that are listening asye stands for assessed and supported you oh thanks for that (laughs) you held on to that for a while (laughs) talking about ages ago give me that that eye give me that eye explaining those acronyms oh which is the first year um, as a newly qualified social worker so So we've spoken a bit i guess about not so good supervisions and some you mentioned now some more positive things that you found around i guess helping you become more autonomous by getting you to think I guess develop your thinking your critical thinking what other things make good supervision and then I guess following on from that if there's people listening who are maybe not having such great supervision what can people do to kind of go and try and get more out of their supervision or for supervisors what tips can we give them for good supervision (laughs) and then the fifth question (laughs) can you hold Um, three questions in your head I'll I'll, I'll come back to ask you Um, I can't promise the same thing, so I'll just try and answer the one I can remember. Um, Something that I think is really important to uh, have as like on the agenda, and it is always on the agenda in my supervision, is feedback. It's a space where we can review how supervision's going and for us to share feedback with each other. So not just for me to feedback to my student about what's happening, but also for them to feedback to me about how they're experiencing me 
our supervisory relationship yeah it's i think it's a it's a space where if it's on the agenda then it means that you have to talk about it and you have Mm. to you know feedback is something that's really important just to consider the development like as things moving forward and and yeah things going forward i think feedback's really important i would say it's accountability on the supervisor but there's also accountability for the supervisee yeah supervision is a two-way thing and it's a shared responsibility so coming having a confidence to come into that space with an agenda if you're a supervisee and how you want to use the time and holding your supervisor accountable if that's not done again i know we say this in an idealistic way and and hope that we do get to a place in the profession where it's like that but also as a supervisor somebody with the power for me there's huge importance on how you start and how you begin because that sets the context like you mentioned the relationships if you started on your first date with someone and like oh i can't wait until we go out and we choose that dog we're gonna have and, and that house we're gonna live in and be like oh whoa that's that sets the tone for what the relationship's gonna be like oh does this person want to marry me or not or not yeah. yes <laughs> yeah then. so how you begin in every single supervision session or how you start your supervising relationship with somebody and because you mentioned those two halves nadia starting in supervision i find helpful when i've supervised people is saying something on the line there's an agenda that we have to talk about there's things we have to discuss but before we start that how would you want to use this time or if you walked out of here in 90 minutes or two hours however long the supervision is and what would have happened to have made this time helpful for you and often the person or there may be occasion where the person's like oh i don't know or or nothing um, at the moment but saying that has two effects one you're offering somebody the opportunity to share what they want to bring but a second effect is that you are highlighting that it's a collaborative process it's a two-way thing and so that has that has worked i've done that i've never had anyone do it to me but i think that's worked they they both sound good both of those things that you mentioned both you and nads i guess are around it being kind of two-way whether it's kind of feedback being two-way but yeah also I guess the responsibility around agenda and what's talked about which I like because sometimes the less good ones are when it does feel like a one-way street for me it's, it's having a space to reflect but I'd like to maybe unpick that a bit with both of you because I think that's sometimes what, when you hear people say like, oh, my supervision's not great, it's not reflective. That's often the most common thing, isn't yeah. it? People say like, you know, it's just case management and I don't do any reflection. And and I've had previous supervisions that haven't been so good and that was the issue. And even when that was discussed, sometimes it still sort of lacked that. So I'm just thinking like, what what do we mean? Like what would help it to be more reflective if you think in a general way? Like what, if you have those good supervisions and you've had the opportunity to reflect, like what, what, well, yeah, what does it look like? I guess walking into a situation where somebody's able to help me think about the case in a, I'm using a social work buzzword, in a very holistic manner. So that's not just looking at what's happening for the young person or the family. It's looking at, at again thinking systemically around how everything is affecting my understanding of the case it's understanding me as a person because I affect the family system I affect the way that the cases uh, go in but also somebody showing an understanding that they are thinking about how the case is affecting me and helping me unpick that and that's a kind of reflective reflexive discussion and I think that's what real good supervision looks like and I've had that 
where I've worked with a case that I know it it's something that gets to me, affects me emotionally. And my manager was just able to notice that just by the way I was talking, the, the way I was carrying myself into the supervision, they just paused and say, and named it and said, let's talk about this. And maybe because of the sort of person I was at the time, I would never bring that forward. Or maybe I didn't have a good understanding of what was going on, how it affected me. So for somebody to understand me as a person and pick that out, that was that gave us the opportunity to reflect on that and, and understand it better. Completely agree, and that's what I was um, going to say, but you took it. No, but um, there's something about noticing, isn't there? Noticing, kind of naming and observing, because it, it feels there's that kind of genuineness and authenticity, doesn't it, that someone knows you and that they're able to be like, you know, notice the impact of the work on you. And I also agree about, I think for me, when I think about reflective, it's also reflexive, like thinking about what I bring to the work, how that impacts me and how it you know impacts how I think about the families um, and kind of my feelings. So I think that's what I mean when I think of having a good reflective space. It's really to unpick it on that level. Mm. You, all you, everything that you're describing, the word that keeps kind of coming to mind is a, the importance about the quality of the relationship. So the relationship between the supervisor and the supervisee and I kind of like alluded to it earlier, but the like safe space that's created when yeah. there is, you know, that really good quality of the relationship. And it's not to say that if you don't have the best relationship with your manager that you can't have a reflective supervision that is helpful. But I do think the quality of the relationship is a really key part to helping you feel more comfortable to be able to kick back and really look at what it is that's happening for you mm. um, in terms of your work and your yeah work with the family. Yeah, and I think one of the things we were talking about before we started is the different areas or the different places you can get supervision from when when you're at work because again thinking about organizational pressures and the job is demanding and first line managers I think in statutory child protection work and in any kind of statutory position in social work a lot of pressure is on them because they have to line manage a number of cases in in the team but also there's more of a distance between them and their supervisor. Their supervision is m- is much more bureaucratic and mm. less reflective. So they're holding a whole team. And sometimes people are human beings and that stress and pressure gets to you. So you just go back to do just enough. Mm. But then you have a newly qualified social worker or social worker who's been really affected by a really traumatic case they're working with that needs that support but their line manager maybe isn't as emotionally available because of the pressures of the organization so where else do you get supervision from that's probably what i'll ask you guys is has your line manager been the only person that you've gained supervision from or what's been your experience for me um a kind of mixture when i i've had less good supervisions i think almost kind of informal peer supervision so it might be kind of after visits where you'll discuss cases and yes i guess it's not as formalized but it is that space isn't it to sort of have that debrief and to kind of unpick things with a, a colleague and another thing i've been quite lucky to have in different places i've worked is group supervision so again it's it's thinking about the work the impact of the work and the cases but it's having that kind of multiple perspectives and feedback from different people and it can feel quite supportive in the role which i think has really helped me so I, I really like that as well and i think that's something that you can set up i mean i've had it more formalized but actually it's not to say that you couldn't just with a group of colleagues set some time aside once a month to have a little reflective 
group supervision. Definitely. I think I've um, also been very fortunate to have experiences of group supervision. And I just, I don't, yeah, the value or the different perspectives that are offered that you, some things that you just never think about um, when you present a case Mm. in group supervision that other people bring. Yeah, it's so helpful. And like you say, Fran, it doesn't have to be top down. Like you guys can say you guys yeah people can just set up group supervision themselves with their peers and yeah i just really would i really value group supervision yeah maybe the reason why we're all doing this podcast together is because we have similar thoughts (laughs) but my thoughts on group supervision are exactly the same but i also think uh, we are programmed maybe i wonder whether this is a british thing or whether this is like a societal general societal thing where we conform to organizations or organizations are built in a way where they're very hierarchical and we look to people above us to set up initiatives to start things we look for them to to guide us to lead us and yes that's their role in the general sense statutorily and um, they are obliged to do stuff like that but there are many of people on the front line of social work and numbers wise those social workers outnumber people above them so the idea of setting up groups of vision like you guys are saying uh, an hour or an hour and a half at the end of the day on a friday or even if you want to make it even more informal like going for lunch going down the pub or whatever but doing this because you feel you need it not necessarily waiting for other people to set this up for you and like you guys having your peers give you a different angle on uh, your experiences on on a case or the way you're feeling about something is so powerful and it's benefited me so much in the hardest of times I've got more from my peers than I have from my manager because they maybe when I was early in social work there was maybe a bit of fear or apprehension to show my manager that I don't know what I'm doing or I'm scared or I'm frightened or I'm worried because I've always wanted to do well and that may have um, hindered me from going to to my line manager but to be able to go to a peer and bounce off them when I don't know something that's been just so so powerful thank you and I like your discussion around I guess thinking about as a supervisee your responsibility probably previously when I've had less good supervisions I've kind of just been like oh let's get this over with gone through the motions but actually could argue that's quite passive I've just been like oh well I've got to do it whereas actually we do have responsibility as a supervisee as well to be like, actually, this isn't what I'm, what I need, and to give that feedback, like you say, and and to if you know if you, maybe if you're not getting it from your line manager, what you need, whether there are other avenues that you could look to get that support and and be proactive and seeking out and kind of making sure your kind of supervisory needs are met. It's really important to think that, um, and not just to sort of accept the supervision you have if it's not meeting your needs. Have any of you ever? I, I don't know like decided that a manager or whatever is just not the it's just not cutting it and you're just like no I don't want you to supervise me have you ever had that yes. experience have you <laughs> yeah have yeah you? oh gosh yeah. yeah what did you do <laughs> well I I made my mind up in my head that not necessarily I don't want them to manage me but I recognize so that's another aspect so I've always come across as as confident and I really? I wouldn't sort of <laughs> say that about, about you. Uh, I'm really shy. But maybe because of the way I present myself and I think I trust people 
they don't need to necessarily be above me in the system like colleagues uh, have been the people that I've trusted the most and they would be the people I go to have conversations with but I've been in a position where because of that and because I've been I've been good at what I've done social work wise uh, managers have tend tended to think that oh Eugene's okay he's he's all right he's 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 laughing he's joking he's confident he's got a high caseload but he he's getting the work done he's fine so I think managers have tended to maybe give me less and less supervision or supervise me in a way that's very brief and very wash over and um rightly or wrongly I've sometimes got to a stage where I'm like actually I'm not getting what I need from you and rather than and maybe I should have done this but I didn't at the time rather than challenge it directly uh, I kind of took step, steps back from the supervision and, and went to peers or or other people in the organisation who I was able to have a coffee with or able to go for dinner with and bounce ideas from and then use my manager more as somebody who I was accountable for or somebody to sign off assessments and things like that but no I've never said I've never been like get the step in so the last couple of weeks haven't been good for me how's it been for you okay bye yeah <laughs> you're fired and I've had it where I've like I didn't particularly like or get much out of the supervision so uh, you know I guess it's 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 a two-way process isn't it if we're thinking relationally but I just then never sort it out and I didn't have it for months because you know really? you're just like well it's fine oh you um, never sort it out yeah not, yeah. not so say it see it sorted <laughs> bin it catch it kill it say it <laughs> say it sorted now what is it what's the underground one see it say, say it, it sorted. sorted yeah catch it bin it kill it catch it that was for the bur- catch like it, bin it, kind kill of thing, it. was it catch yeah. it kill it do you know the it. songs of that catch it bin it kill it no catch it bin it kill it catch it bin it kill it catch it bin it kill it i don't know the rest of the words go with it vibing out here and yeah. to an unknown song okay so just th- finishing and thinking about i guess final thoughts and comments like what would would be your final reflections for people whether it's kind of top tips advice go forth and conquer <laughs> a top tip for me would be to always ask why so think about why Tell is it me <laughs> why stop showing up i just sung Ha, 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 Go on, <laughs> Why are you trying to joke out the rest of that? You were on a good road. <laughs> These guys always singing on a podcast. Show me up. I'm a writer. Uh, I'm Tell not. Tell <laughs> me. Right, come on. <laughs> Spit this out, boy. I can't. You need to be quiet. Um, <laughs> I think it's important to engage with why are you you're doing it. So not go through the motions of, oh, I have to sit down face-to-face with my manager every week or so but think about why you're doing it so you're doing it because you want to enhance yourself you're doing it because you want a space to reflect you're doing it because you have to be accountable so the latter seems to be something that maybe always happens but the former maybe not so linked into what we were saying around it being collaborative and it being a two-way process the accountability of the creation of creating a good supervision session um, lies with with a manager but also lies with somebody who's been supervised as well so respectfully but openly try to create that thank you i think for me like it's for just me. <laughs> <laughs> for me oh my God, I this is like holding sorry. a mirror up and realizing how annoying my singing is Sorry, I think I'm like <laughs> piping out a tune all the time, but it's actually really annoying. It's like it's just a me, it's just little me. sibling in the room. Um, 
for me, I mean, supervision is just so important. I think it it's safe practice. I think it can increase job satisfaction, I guess, in terms of if you're feeling stuck with a case um, and to talk through the emotional content. So for me, it's just A, recognising that it is really, really important. And if you're listening to this, maybe have a little bit of a supervision check-in. Like, think about your supervision. Is it is it meeting your needs? And um, yeah. if not, be proactive and do something about it. And, and that doesn't have to be sacking your <laughs> manager. You're fired. It's not good enough. But just, I guess, having that collaborative conversation about what, what you need. So I think, yeah, just have a bit of a check-in and think how it could be better because it's so important that we, it's it's just something we should value more. Mm. For me, mine would be if you are a supervisor or you do supervise people to just, I don't know, re-look look at your agenda and look at your the boxes that you have to tick for your supervision and see whether there are different things that you can include, maybe like a feedback box, maybe things about, I know you kind of have to, most people kind of do this, you know, the pro career progression yeah. route your professional development that kind of thing but just yeah have a look at the agenda so that things that are on there that so that there are things on there that means that you can really help your supervisee with lots of different bits and pieces rather than just has this kid been seen in within time scales like yeah. yes that's important but also to be investing in the social workers that you're supervising Good final thought, Nats. Yeah, I think that's us done for the day. Do you want to give some um, social media handles? Yes. Are they yeah. called handles? Oh, they are called Why handles. Why is it called a handle? Anyway, I'm I'm not, I I think it, uh, oh. I've never known that. See, I, well, you say that though, babe, but I only learned it from you. Oh, you, you say all oh. oh, the handles. I was like, oh, no, did you know? No, they are says. called Twitter handles and Insta handles. Oh, I, just... I just think it's called a handle because it holds up your social media. No, that's a lie. I just made that's that. Just <laughs> anyway. Nadia was not convinced by that. Her face like, <laughs> what? That was a joke. Anyway, if you want to um, let us know your thoughts or follow us on social media, then we are on Twitter, at Matters Podcast. Also on Instagram with the same handle, <laughs> at Matters Podcast. And you can also find us on Facebook, the Social Matters Podcast. Just type into Facebook and you find us. And let us know your thoughts. Let us know your experiences with regards to supervision and any comments or feedback that you had from us for for us would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Care. See you next Bye. time.